0: what's up everybody welcome back to psk radio people sports and knowledge this is your boy apprentice get off the porch and run with the big dog thanks for tuning in yes get into it so this past two days we didn't have democratic candidates of 20 Candidates uh, talk about, you know, immigration. Talk about, you know, the economic state of raising the wage. You know, uh, climate concha- uh, change, police reform, the typical stuff that we all read about every single day in the, you know, newspaper. Definitely using social media through our friends and family, or just doing your own research, going to CNN. Uh, Fox News, whatever resource you use to get your political information from. Well, this week, along with definitely these 20 candidates talking about, you know, why they should be picked for the nomination for the Democratic Party and what with, what they would do to, quote unquote, the t- defeat Trump. Because they mentioned his goddamn name so much, it reminds me when the Republicans we're going, you know, trying to get Obama out of office and what they would do to defeat him. It's like, dude, I'm tired of hearing about Trump. I'm tired of hearing about Obama. What are you looking to do as a candidate to better this country? Uh, at the same time, like I mentioned this week, we had Google, who was actually, this is a uh, senior executive was eating lunch, didn't know she was being recorded. And uh, in videotape, it was actually on YouTube. It might be down now, but it was up for a 48-hour time period. And like everybody's like, hey, Facebook influenced the last election to get Trump elected and didn't do enough. Well, she was actually in lunch saying that, hey, we're going to do what we got to do as Google to ensure that someone like Trump never gets in office ever again. Um, uh, it was leaked Uh, there's also somebody who was a whistleblower that testified to the facts of that and uh, what I'm getting at is we have companies, the social media and tech companies who are indirectly indirectly influencing an election so no matter what you think, oh I'm voting, my vote counts and I went to, you know, a political debate. I really got to listen to this person speak. I got to answer some questions or if you didn't get to ask your particular question. You heard your question somewhere, somehow answered in that debate there. And this is serious because you got to look at it. Whatever you post on social media is being gathered as data. Before Trump, gathered as data. For Democratic candidate, gather as data. Your issues that you are confident and you feel strongly about, gather as data. And then eventually, like we all see, you can talk about, you know, going to Macy's and next thing you know, you got 10 different damn ads on your phone on Facebook about Macy's. Whether you was looking at a watch, a coat, uh, whatever, you got that. So I would say... It's coming to a point now you got to take your political view off of social media so that these companies can't use your response or your thoughts as data to set up the algorithm. So now you're getting engaged every day, every moment, every second with that thought process going in. And what I'm getting at is that you might hear a candidate that is... From the other side, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, that's speaking on something that matters to you that you agree on. But because that data is getting fed to you every single day in a certain format, you're blind to see another view. You're blind to see another view. You're blind to think a different way. You're blind to say, you know what? That person's kind of right. It does agree with my issue that I had. And wow, that does sound like a better plan. Instead of being force-fed your way of thinking, there's no way to see a broader scheme of critical thinking what I'm getting at, right? if you can control the minds you can control the world and this is what they're doing i'm glad they got out it just like when facebook no one should have the power to influence our decision on who we think is the best candidate let us as a republic of americans decide based off the person based off you know the issues based off how they debate against their peers and what we believe in that they will give the best solution to issues that matter to us instead of a computer saying, hey, Prentice, put, Prentice has been posting this on different social media sites. Prentice has been looking at Google on this candidate or this issue, and this is what we determined for him to be. Don't put me in a box, because that's what they're doing. They put me in a box, and now you, me, that's all they're saying I can see. And then now I'm being influenced based off ads. I'm being influenced based off articles and other social media posts. Because I hope you guys know this. If you go on your Facebook and you go on your privacy settings, there's a way for you to be determined based off Facebook who you are. You're a moderate, you're a Democrat, you're independent, you're a Republican. It says that in there. How is that possible? The only way it is is based off your data. Now, a lot of people are saying, why is immigration such a hot topic, you know, um, for the country? We know about the border wall. We know about the illegals coming over. Now this week you had a um, father and daughter who drowned trying to cross the river and try to get from there to pretty much the United States border. Well, people got to realize, even in the debates, you had a couple of of uh, candidates speaking Spanish, which we've never seen ever. And people are like, oh, why? Why are they speaking Spanish? This is America. Estimated for the 2020 election with eligible voters, 13.3% will be Hispanic. It went up from 11.9. They will be the largest minority group of eligible voters. Whereas black, we are still consistent at 12.5. So like anything, if I know a certain group is going to be the majority of voters for the next election, what you think I'm going to talk about? Their issue. Ain't nothing changed. Right? If right now, currently... Asian's gonna, Asian people are going to be about 4.7. If they went up to 15.8 as the largest minority group eligible for voters, believe me, every issue that they have will be talked about. Remember, this is a numbers game. These people look at numbers. They got the data that they use to see who's going to be what. And if you really look at it, we as black folk, I'm black, our issues have always kind of been thrown out there, talked about, maybe not been nothing done, but talked out there because we were always the largest minority group of voters. Now that it's not, if you look at the landscape, what is happening? As blacks, we want police reform. We want, you know, like, goddamn, will you guys address all this police brutality and everything that's going on, there's a lot of shit that's going on that's not being talked about. Why reparations? Why, like tonight, the reparations was only talked about maybe 30 seconds. Then the subject was switched. So why are they talking about it? Well, why aren't they talking about it? Because we're we're still at 12.5. We don't became second unless something changed between now and 2020 to show that, right? So what I'm getting at is. It's a numbers game. They're looking to use the data and they use that data for their advantage, right? We just got to be smarter about how we post our data, when and what, and then we got to have a check and balance. The government got to get involved with these tech companies and social media companies and, and we got something like what Google did, We need they need to be punished for that. You can't use my data against me or for me and then put me in a box, flood my mind, because if I see something every day, every day, every day, that's all I'm going to think about. I won't see anything different. A Zibber the rapper, just said this about the youth, which is very, you know, truthful. He said, you can go on Google, the youth can go on Google so much right now and find out everything that they need, but remembering or questioning anything, they're not doing at all. Oh, Google has an answer. Google has an answer. Google has an answer. Google has an answer. Why does Google have an answer? How much are you retaining of the information? The youth is not retaining any information. You tell them something today or give them some knowledge about something today By tomorrow, oh, I don't remember that because Google has the answer. I didn't grow up that way. You had to research. You had to read. You had to go find your answers. Get some insight. Get some knowledge from older folks. You know, look through some books. Nowadays, you want to answer? Goes back to what I'm saying about this. You want to answer? Well, what does this politician say about gun reform? Oh, they say this, so that's got to be right. Like tonight, we heard that the NRA from one of the candidates is manufacturing guns. No, they don't. The NRA does not manufacture guns. They're a gun advocate for gun policy. Big difference. So that's what I'm getting at. We as a people have to be very confident on what is being pushed down our throats and why is it. Right? That was this week. So we will definitely see what's going on with some of the um what happens with this. Cause I feel this would definitely be ongoing. Um to say the least. And it's been ongoing. I think we as a people will start noticing more and more that hey why is this company pushing this candidate or why is this company pushing that candidate? What are they getting out of it? What is their special interest? How much tax breaks are they getting and stuff like that? Who who do they really support? What's What's really going on behind closed doors and backdoor deals? Is it really for the interest of me or is it for your company? And nine times ten, you, we will realize It was never for us. It was for that company and for that person that granted them the tax break, the tax cut or whatever they needed for the deal that they were trying to get through Congress to pass. We got to get this big business shit out of here because it's hurting us long term. Now, you know, a lot of people, if you don't know about the global entry card, uh, it expedites your entry into the USA. So yes say if you live in Mexico, US citizen, but you work in America. Uh, they got condos and houses over there, 550, 600. you, you live in Lavish in a nice spot, gated community security cameras, you balling. And pretty much to get a global entry card, you got to have a passport. You really can't have any felonies, anything that will stop you from, you know, getting this car. So if your, your record's clean. You just got to go through the two-month process. You get the interview. They see why you want to get the car. And next thing you know, you do your background. You pass that. You're good to go. So you'll always have that pre-TSA uh, check sliding your card on one of the machines, oh, they know that you got the global entry. Instead of spending 45 minutes to an hour at the border or just in the airport trying to go through customs or whatever, you're gone because you already been cleared. It's $105 with, uh, it's good for five years. So your passport's good for 10, 10 to 12, right? This is good for uh, five years. So I know a few folks who's actually living over there in Mexico, uh, couldn't afford the rent there in uh, San Diego anymore. And this is white, black, Mexican, U.S. citizens, you name it, so screw this. I'm going to go over here. they live living in Rosarito, They're living in Tijuana. They're living wherever there's good communities at. Learn the lingo of the land and go back and forth, whether they drive driving their car or they park their car over on the American side, drive over, I mean, uh, uh, walk over. Go home, do it again, come back to San Diego, get that wage, go back home. So it's just another way of doing business in life. But I want to give people that, you know, the avenue about it because a lot of people don't know about that at all. Uh, recently on the news, it was reported that the homeless in LA County, or just LA itself, Skid Row is 60,000 people and every day there's 17 people who add to being homeless in the city of Los Angeles. 60,000 people is a small suburban town in some city in either California, out of state, East Coast, West Coast, down south, you name it, that 60,000 people, and it's only getting worse. There's no true plan to get these people off the street, to get them the proper care, proper housing, back working again, to be a productive citizen in our uh, country, in our cities. This is throughout everywhere. Every city, no matter big or small, known or unknown, is being touched by this. And it's just sad because so much money is going to the other side for the grants and nonprofits. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. And it's like, it's not enough. 60,000 people, that's kids, that's white, that's black. There's no color lines when it comes to um. Being homeless. That's people with good educations. That's people with poor educations. That's everything. Every every thing that we've grown up on, and every category that people try to place us in. There's somebody down there right now, been homeless 18 years to 18 months to two days. There's somebody being affected in 60,000 people. They had on the news for the past month how the encampments had rats and, um, you know, disease uh, spreading throughout the camps. And that the mayor, he was getting questioned by, you know, the citizens of, you know, L.A. Like, what's the deal? How's this happening? Hello, City Council, what's going on? How's this happening that we have an academic like this to where people are living in encampments like this? We got a rat problem, we got a disease problem, we got a drug problem, all in one area, and you guys are not doing enough to fix it. And it's only going to get worse. If it's 60,000, at one time, we will be able to say it's 120,000 people. And then 500,000 people. And then 1.4 million thousand people homeless in this one city. That's crazy if we don't get a get a hold of this and stop giving these three to four hundred dollar vouchers like it's going to do something. Because if you live in California, you know what happens eventually what they do. Oh, we'll move you out to from L.A. to the Inland Empire. So whether that's Marino Valley, Hemet, Riverside, Temecula, uh, uh, fuck it, we're gonna send you out to Indio. You know what, we'll send you up to Palmdale. We'll send you up to Victorville. All they do is eventually, they push these people out, they give it on to another city, and that city has the same problem that was going on in LA. Then from that city, Oh, you know what? We can't take it no more. Push them out. Then we place it on this city. To eventually, these people be at the damn border of Arizona and in California. That's all they keep doing. City eventually has enough. exhausts their resources. They can't handle it anymore. Push the folks out. Next city. So that's not fixing the problem. We give out these grants to different people and organizations who said they can do for these people. Whether well, it's Portable showers, uh, uh, housing, uh, um, social work, uh, drug programs. Something is going on that is affecting it to where it is growing more and more until they reach that level of, yes, be proactive instead of reactive. The numbers are going to continue to grow. And... Nothing will change. It won't stop. Because I always believed in this. At any given moment, you could be homeless. It's the choices that you make. The drugs, man, is so bad. It's like, man, people are, are out there and they need that drug. And it's so crazy that people need that drug to function. But... They don't want to function like the rest of us to where I need a job, I'll need a place to stay. Uh, they don't want the rules of, of the shelters and being told what to do. So they'll be disabled. They'll be uh, uh, in severe pain. They'll be going through the drug withdrawals. They'll be going through um, all the issues that they're going through but they'd rather stay out on the street because they don't have to do any rules. They don't have to hear no bullshit. They don't have to go through the rigmarole of of red tape because they couldn't get in this one, but you can get into that one. You know, at one time, it was silly to even think that, oh, well, if they have a drug uh, a possession, we'll put them in jail. That was not fixing the goddamn problem. That just made it worse. So they get clean for a couple days or a couple months, but now you're over the pack in the jail for stupid shit where there should be real people in jail for whatever crime they did, but not someone that was homeless because you caught them with a possession of marijuana or meth or they broke into somebody's car. I'm going to give you six months. They didn't fix the problem. All they did was got right back out and started the process all over again. Maybe left that area and went to another area of the city or to another completely different city. 10 miles, 15, 30. But all of this is a moving like a pond on a chessboard, just moving them around. No results. We need to get results. The you know, it's I think it's been enough studies and cases throughout the years to fix the problem because it's getting worse. Right? What are your guys' thoughts about that? What should be done? We need some real solutions to this problem. It's a problem. It's a human problem. It's basically A human being is on the streets living that is American, born and raised, and there's no solution for this. This is crazy, right? So, you know, we have, again, the image of the dad and the daughter swimming against, you know, um, over the river. They're trying to, you know, get the freedom here. And my thing is this. As inhumane that image is, I'm more of, how long has this really been going on? I don't believe in the camps because I'm like, okay, once you do all your processing and and you got the information that you need, the fingerprints. So if they try to cross the border again, you can do do another route of jail or whatever the hell you plan to do. Because we don't even know that. So you got the people in the camps. You should be processing them, fingerprinting them. So so when you do release them, if they try to come back, they're already in the system. Or if they try to work, or, like, no, 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 you can't be working here. You in a system, is you're not illegal. What's the issues of the camp? What's what because we're paying for that shit too. It ain't like it's a free camp. They're not even giving them all the uh necessities that they need until we as Americans bitch and complain that hey the kids that have beds, the kids that have wa- running water, toilets or porter johns or whatever the hell they need to provide to them. So it's like okay, what are the camps for? If you're not gonna process them, fingerprint them to ensure that if they do try to cross the border again, three months from now, a year from now, a fucking week from now, soon as they cross over, they might make it through, but soon as they start working and you pick them up, whatever reason, you already have them in the system. Then you are using that system to go against an employer who got a legal alien and all this other shit. When are you releasing these people back to their country? What's really going on? What's the point of keeping them? Because you got to feed them, you got to clothe them. You pretty much got to entertain them. It's like instead of camp, you might as well say it's a damn jail because everything that you got to do in jail, you got to do for them. Three hot meals in the cot, somewhere to sleep, three hot meals. They got to brush their teeth, so you got to buy toothpaste. You got to buy all the, the the shit that someone in jail has, or all the things that we all need day to day. So, what is the end result? We're not getting that part. It's easy to put somebody in a camp. There's no end result. No one has officially came out and said, hey, we're doing this for this reason, and when we get done, we're releasing them back to their home country, blah, 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 And they can't tell me they can't find out what these people's home countries is because if I'm in that goddamn camp, I know eventually I want to get the fuck out of there. you got kids being separated from parents and all this other weird, weird shit, but guess what? That's been going on in this country forever happened during the slavery time it happened with the indians it happened with the japanese and in the, the camps it's been going on throughout this history of this country and again what is the end result by doing this at least give that to the american public if you want to put some shit like this in place that makes us look so fucking bad and inhumane what is the what is the end result what is the end result? Because goddamn, you going to put everybody in the camp. And then you got some people, I give it to you. Oh, that should be happening. Blah, blah, blah. They came over illegal, so they got to be in the camp. Okay, but you the same fucking person who, at the end of the day, all oh, my tax money, my tax money. What is our tax money going to? We could be helping this. We could be doing that with our tax money. So, again, it's all about results. Again, are we being proactive are reactive, And at this point, it's reactive. There's no fucking plan in place. You got the blind leading the blind. We need to put something in place that ensures that these folks ain't here no damn week or so, or the worst. Oh, we had them in Florida, so we're going to move them out to five, to ten different locations throughout America and, and let those cities be responsible. None of, None of the country was built for this. If we're gonna do that, we might as well take care of our homeless people who, who can really use the resources that we're gonna have to pump into these camps. So I need answers. I need answers of what's going on. Uh, California, as of July 1st, we're gonna have the background check for ammo. So if you're a gun owner uh, that's already in the state's registry and cleared with a background check, you only have to pay a dollar. Processing fee each time you go buy ammo. Uh the store owner will then run a check uh, you know, against the background check to see that you're in a system, pretty much a spot check, sure that nothing's happened since the last time you were had a check, uh background check to ensure that you ain't been to the jail. Or prison for any kind of major issue or that you ain't been to some psych ward that you're facing some mental issue now that will stop you from getting that both of those clear through that spot check you leave on the spot uh, with the ammo that you want now if you haven't ever registered a gun in the state of California you got to go through the whole process of a background check uh, for your weapon and for your ammo and then once you pass, then you will be granted, you know, your uh, ammunition. Here's the crazy part about it in your gun, because normally your gun takes about 10 days. Your ammunition may come back. Most of the gun shops have not gotten the software yet. So they're not skilled on it yet. They haven't tested out. They can't say this having any issues. These are the kinks. Oh, I couldn't get in this program. I couldn't, I couldn't do a background check on this person. Or a spot check on this person for uh, the mental, but I was able to do it for the background check for the registry for his weapon, or vice versa. Uh, Most are saying they will be able to start doing it at 7 a.m. And depending on how many people come through that particular gum shop, if it's a popular one, they might have 10 or 15 people lining up like it's an iPhone launch, and they never used the system before. And I'm thinking, wow, we come up with this idea and it gets passed in 2016. And you telling me we're going to wait to the day of that is supposed to go into effect, which is July 1st, to mail out the software, which is probably going to be Friday today. And then they'll have it by Monday and learn it and they can't start using the system to Monday morning. What kind of bullshit is that? Like, come on, California, we are so much better than this. Like, if you're going to put something in place that is a law that you have to have, because they deem that if by you having a gun is one thing, but if I can stop you from just going to purchase ammo anywhere or online, that it will, you know, reduce gun crime. Uh we're gonna have to see the figures on this to determine if this true or not. But goddamn, put the put the system in place. This should have been something that if this is going, you know, July 1st is on Monday. These gun shops should have had this two months ago to really know it on the system. And it could have been a, um, you know, in the database for them, and it's something that they would have to work up on training to officially be ready to start on on Monday, uh, because not only that gun owner shop, but all the employees. You got if they got ten employees, all the employees gonna know how gonna have to know how to use this system, and. If you really look at it you go to let's say big five any store i'm a military man it's easy for me i never took a, a class ever i get a, i can get a gun anywhere in the nation show my military id they assume that i can do a function check on a gun which i can uh especially if that's the one you want to buy normally typically you already know how to you know show the, that the weapons uh not armed, it's on safe and you can clear it, here you go good to go, I never took the little 30 question test of how to, you know um the different questions that they give, don't shoot a weapon until you tend to shoot it and all that other shit, right so I'm thinking like, dog make it simple for them to make it simple for us as the citizens. So it's like, Jesus, for the people that's doing right, and I'm a big gun advocate, every person should have a gun Every person should know how to use it. There's nothing wrong with knowing how to use one. There's nothing wrong going to the range and shooting off the rounds. There's nothing wrong with it at all. This is what the country was built on. We always had guns, and I don't see guns ever going away. But you should know how to use it. It's not for play. It's not a game. There's something that happens with guns. It's life or death. It's for protection. But you should know how to use one. Big caliber, small caliber. Okay, if you never shoot it again, at least you... You learn the proper way and the techniques to do it you will respect it i think the biggest thing it's not no video game oh i'll play my ps4 and i was playing call of duty and i got i'm the number one player in the world and i killed everybody no you can reset the game and or you can pause the game or you can start over the game or you can get another version of that particular game but real life a lot of times you know you you shoot that gun Someone dies, someone's injured, someone's maimed, someone said there's a mistake, uh, the gun fu- missed uh, fire, it jammed, I don't know how to clear it, I'm scared of it, I'm terrified of it, oh, 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 it's a million different things that go on in real life, and I think this is just another process to this. Uh, I do like you can't get it, you can't get ammunition no more online, which is crazy, because If you knew all these issues were going on forever with gun violence, why did you guys allow it so long to be able to purchase ammunition online? And that ammunition can be bought anywhere in these great states of America, right? So I think, you know, they got to do a little bit more research. I don't think they really thoroughly planned this out. They had since 2016 when it was on the ballot and passed. It's three years later. And you telling me uh, the gun company, the gun shops don't have the software. Come on now. Let's get better than that. We're better than that. Uh, some possible issues that will occur is that um, anyone who brought a, a shotgun prior to 2014 and anyone who bought a handgun before 1996 may not have or probably is not in the state's registry. So what's going to happen? You have to register those guns, which is a money come up. You got five guns that were bought between a certain time and not registered. So now before you can even get the ammo, all we need... 19 for this, 19 for that one, 19 for that one. Again, they haven't put out enough information how they plan to handle that. Do I got to, if I register every gun, do I get charged a fee per gun? Is it per all the guns I have? What am I supposed to do as a citizen in this state where another state is totally different? I don't agree that every state should be the same, but the basics, fuck, should be easy. If you want to own a gun, it should be an easy process to own it, to go through the steps of ownership. Now, everything else, as far as being responsible, should be a little bit harder to go through those steps. So, they got to come with a better system of doing different things. Um, we had a crazy little... Uh, You figure, um, saw this on Twitter and it says, uh, do women just date guys to go out and get the free meal?" And it was saying three-fourths, three-fourths of women will go out on a date with a guy to get a meal. Ladies, how many of you are going out with some slime ball who you don't really like just to get that free meal at? Red Lobster, El Polo, Loco, or McDonald's. You know, it could be something cheap because he said, hey, let's go get a bite to eat. You're assuming what he asked, he's paying, right? And I'm thinking, wow, is that shit really worth it? Why, why be in a situation, you don't, you're with somebody, you really don't have an interest just to get a free meal. Because with anything free or with anything, there's always an expectation. If I do this for you, what you going to do that for me? I think a lot of times, and I'm just talking about in relationships, a lot of people are misleading people for their own selfish needs instead of just keeping a buck with that person. So, you know what? I can't eat with you because, you know, I don't feel you like that. Thanks for the offer, but I can get my own damn meal and I don't have to deal with the stress later. You bugging me about possible sex. You bugging me or when we going to go out again. You bugging me talking about, hey, boo, how you doing? Hey, beautiful. All the little dumbass texts. Guys do at times to get a woman's attention when she ain't feeling you. You ain't gonna get the goddamn attention anyway. It's just an unread text. You went on red and then you upset because you went on red, fella. Stop taking out chicks who have no interest in you. But again, it comes back to being honest. Are you honest with this guy, girl? Like, hey, I want to take you out, but are you feeling me? Has it been some, you know, workup? Like, okay, we talked a few times on the phone. It was longer than two minutes. She, she hits me up, sees how my day's going. We have some conversations. We, we actually try to do some things uh, to get to know each other. But if it's just a simple, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, you want to go out and eat? Sure. There was no buildup. There's nothing built there to show you that there can possibly be something. And then you get your feelings hurt when you don't get the response you thought you were going to get. You got to keep it a buck. I think so much now in relationships, a lot of people are just doing and saying whatever they want the other person here. Fuck all that. Get what you want out the relationship. If you truly want to be happy, you need to say what you want out of the relationship with the opposite sex. You want stability, you want somebody that's loyal, you want somebody that's fun, and you want have a good time, if you just want to party, you just want to fuck, you have to say that in the relationships that you in. You can't assume that the other person can read your mind, and then you get upset when the other person reads your mind. Say what you want, mean what you say, and say what you mean. Simple. Well, oh, oh, well, printers, I have to compromise because you know there's a lot of bad apples out there, and he seems like a good guy. You don't have to compromise on shit. If you're making your own, you got your own nine to five, you got your own car, you can pay your way to to your own for your own habits, your own trips, whatever you like to do. Why are you compromising? If you're a person that likes a party, why get with somebody who likes to be in the house? Your compromising is going to cause friction. You're going to be unhappy. That person's going to be happy. So why do it? If the flip side, if you're a lazy bastard who likes to, you know, kick it, don't have no ambitions, uh, just want to go through life and hoping and praying that something happens one day, and the person that you like is ambitious and always on the go, a go-getter, and like to, you know, get things happen, Neither one of y'all should be upset. Wow, well, I'm going to change that person. I'm going to put them on game. They're going to be more like me over time. I think I had that influence. No, you don't. People are going to be people. So let that person be that way. Be who you are. I think a lot of times in our 20s, we try to figure out what we want. Okay, I get it. Then in our 30s, oh, this is acceptable. Man, I'm 41 going on 42. If you don't know what you want in your 40s, you'll never fucking know. And and the crazy thing about it is eventually you live your life such a certain way that you uh, would never be fulfilled. Because you never lived the life that you were supposed to live. You never lived it the way you were supposed to. You did all this compromise and shit. You did all this turning the cheek and, oh, this person. At times, you have to say what you really want in life and live that way. If you want to be a motherfucking rock star, and live a motherfucking rock star lifestyle, that's the only way you're going to be able to do it. You can't be a big nerd and say, oh, I want to do a nine-to-five job, but I want to be a millionaire. It ain't fucking happening. live the life that you want to live and stop compromising for other folks. Some folks are meant to be the way they are no matter what you do, that's who they are. You cannot change them. I think if, I think as as we get more older it should be more about, hey, I ain't fucking compromising. I'm doing this, and this is how I want to do it. I tried this shit in my 20s. It didn't work. I tried this shit in my 30s. It didn't work. God damn, I'm this age, and we're only going to get older. You Do you want to be 60 and say, damn, I wish this would have been in my 30s? Or do you want to be 60 and you're happy and you're enjoying life, and you got everything that you wanted it to be with people uh, in, in relationships? that are are romantic relationships, that are platonic, whatever it may be, this in life in general, you got to live life a certain way and you cannot be compromising when you're doing it. You'll never be happy, right? Recently, the Lakers uh, acquired Anthony Davis. It was looking like uh, it might be some issues uh, with the possible trade because we weren't going to have any cap space to pursue a third party. More importantly, if he didn't uh, waive his uh, trade kicker of $4 million, we definitely wouldn't have him to get another free agent. Well, today, well, yesterday, he actually did uh, waive his kicker. Uh, LeBron's going to give him that number 23. It's looking like he's going to go back to LeBron of Miami with the number 6. That LeBron was a killer. So hopefully he get that type of player again for the Lakers. Uh, They had three guys that they needed to get rid of to clear up even more cash space. So they sent three players to the Wizards. So right now we have four players, I believe, on contract uh, for the Lakers. So they got, you know, what, uh, nine more more, uh, slots to fill on that uh, to get the team up. Uh, hopefully, this was a good trade that went down. I wasn't really looking for—I'll be honest with you—I wasn't really looking for this trade to go down, uh, just because I thought we were giving so much up. Three young players who got some experience behind them. I think you know, instead of rushing every time, we have to be—we uh, have to be patient. I think this year they're going to have a blowout year. All of them, they're really going to blossom. They're really going to show the type of players they are because now they should have that edge and chip on their shoulders to to really ball out there in New Orleans. We gave up our fourth-round pick. Not fourth-round, but our fourth pick in the first round. Uh, So that would have been another young player, and we gave, what, about four to five over the next couple years. First round conditional first rounders, so whatever goes. If this doesn't work, there's no championships. Uh, we can't afford to have LeBron nor uh, AD or the third person um, get injured. We, uh, we gotta have all that, because if not, we'll um, be a bad team for at least four years with that type of stuff. Right? We also had uh, my man, LeVar Ball. He was on ESPN. And him and Molly, who's on First Take, they had this interaction, and it's been proven when he's coming on um, First Take, has been an interaction before. If there's a subject, you know, to discuss, and they want to move on to the next subject, uh, she says, do you want to switch gears? Back in 2017, it was about his shoe, and uh, Stephen A. was asking him, "Hey man, you got on all the people who were saying they can't afford uh, big ball of brand shoes. They don't need it." He was like, "Hey, you can't be saying that." She came in. Can you switch gears? Sure, we can switch gears. Well, same thing, different topic, same questions. He says, "I'll switch gears with you anytime." People took her the wrong way, saying he was sexual harassment. She's a married woman, blah, blah, blah. ESPN went and banned him from um, the show. And I'm like, yo, this is a married man whose wife's been going through all this. He got three boys. Why would he all of a sudden from the great state of California go on national TV and try to holler at somebody's wife when he could holler at any chick around here? I think he is peeing. It's on that bullshit. They know his son's no longer with the Lakers. You no longer need him now. Right? Well, that's been Printed Sports and Knowledge this week. Uh, Definitely let me know. You can leave a message and we'll holler at you. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, definitely a lot of shit going on. Be, be aware to all your um, surroundings out there on the social media. Be aware of uh, when you go to the supermarket. If you haven't heard, there's a lot of people now reporting that uh, they're getting a lot of, you know, uh, when they go. Especially the ladies, when they go, there's white vans, no windows, parking by their cars, in reverse guys that look shady as hell sitting in the car looking at them coming and looking at them going ladies it's, it's okay to be vigilant it's more importantly to be dangerous you got to kick some ass and take some names you got to do what you got to do more importantly you should be taking your picture using your phone to take the license plate if it feels shady feels wrong it normally is shady and wrong report they ass uh, follower please support Don't be well They didn't get me oh, Hey, I made it okay You got to look out For your, your your fellow person You know I think a lot of times We go out in public With our phones And in our heads Too much in the phone Not paying attention To our surroundings What's going on then The next thing you know Something happens We're living in a time You don't hear about anybody Really when they get Snatched up or kidnapped Coming back You got a young lady who just recently, uh, she's been missing out of, I believe, the Torrance area out here now for a week. Flew in for a wedding, flew back to Utah where she's going to school. They haven't seen her. She got uh, picked up up from an Uber from the Utah airport, got dropped off at the park at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know why somebody would do that at a park. Suppose she knew that person. The Uber driver says, hey, she looked like She knew the person, everything's good to go, and now she's been missing for a week. So what does that tell you? You, We know that some bullshit went down. Meet people in a public place. No, you know, you just have to be aware of your surroundings these days. There's a lot of bad people with, with a lot of bad intentions, just doing stuff to people, hurting families Forever because we don't know what's going on. Where are these people going? You never hear them again. They looked at her social media. Her social media hasn't been touched. Her bank cards haven't been touched. So what does that mean? Stay dangerous, people. Be aware of your surroundings. You gotta go out as your mom or you got a daughter and you got to go in a pair of two, you got to go out at night, you got to do so. You got to get cash, get that shit in the daytime. Don't go to an ATM that looks shady or just secluded, no lighting. You got to be smarter these days because these fuckers have stepped their game up. Uh, I hate to hear these stories, but to be vigilant without action means nothing. You have to stay dangerous. So the pepper spray, taking a a self-defense class, Kick ass, take names. I'd rather you get back home than being on somebody's report or or bull on the board as a missing person or on social media. Uh, please pass this on or share this. We're trying to find that person. It's such bullshit. I don't put that on any family. I hope no family has to go through that. All right, y'all. This has been uh, PSK Radio. Definitely tune in each and every Friday at 12 o'clock. And we're giving you the best of the best. Open conversation. You know, I'm going to cuss a few times. You know, but we all adults. You can always leave a message. I get back to you. You can follow me at uh, I am PJ Brilsen on uh, Instagram. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Life Extra Large XL for PJ. So again, at Instagram, I am PJ Brilsen, or Twitter at Life Extra Large for PJ. All right, y'all, holla at me.